Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Larry. Larry, hello. Hey. <laughs> what up? <laughs> what is going on? How you doing? Am I? I saw too many Christmas trees today. Listen, y'all, I sent Larry one picture of my new Christmas tree, and he's just been on a ramp on a rampage. <laughs> this little Grinch over here. Talking about what, what y'all think. Mm. <laughs> he told me to burn it down. Listen, mm. everyone, this is our second episode of the Box Office Report with myself and Larry uh, from Chili Boy Productions, as always. And we are here to talk about the weekend's box office. First, we go through the top five from the weekend. And then we will get into our predictions for this upcoming week. I guess tomorrow? Because there's a lot of stuff coming out tomorrow. Yeah, everything is releasing tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll get into all of that. But first, let's get into the box office for this weekend. If you want to follow along, we are going through the box office for the weekend of November 20th. No, November 19th. I'm sorry. And let's get started. We had the opening releases for... Ghostbusters Afterlife and King Richard Larry. What came in number one? So coming in at the top spot was Ghostbusters Afterlife, which debuted to a very impressive $44 million from just over 4,300 theaters. Worldwide, the latest Ghostbusters sequel has now earned $60 million dollars in its global debut. Now, this does mark just barely underneath the 2016 Ghostbusters, which opened to $46 million. However, it cost just a fraction of what that film made. So, or was, what was made What for. was the budget for that one? I don't remember. The budget for that one was like $160 million. What? Yeah. For what? I mean, <laughs> what was they thinking? So I, I don't know. This one, y'all, gosh. Okay, Twitter people, we, we're going to have some talks today. And we're starting with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I have already seen the takes that because it opened less than 2016, this is a flop. And oh my God. And I saw tweets like, oh, clearly. This wasn't the right idea. People were acting like this opened to like $8 million. This is like $2 million short, right? And way less. I mean, this is going to turn a a bigger profit already right off the bat then. And I don't, I actually like the 2016 one. I don't hate it like a lot of people do, but um, come on now. Y'all trying to use that film to attack this one is very, very strange. I I don't get it. I mean, going into the weekend, the range yeah. for prediction was around 27, 30, 35 million, right in there. Tops 35 million. And right. it blew that away. I Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. This is a great number. I was not expecting uh, this film to come out this well. Uh, I'm not sure what it did, what made it do so well. Probably word of mouth, um, I would have guessed. But then we've been saying for a while now that word of mouth is not really a factor anymore when it comes to these movies. Um, I don't know. I just think maybe it's a it's a I think it's a franchise that still has a good amount of fans that's willing to get behind the movies. Uh, the trailers I think were pretty good. 
you know, for the film. Um, it definitely gave, gives off a more family f- movie vibe than the 2016 version gave off, you know? So maybe maybe all of that was coming together. I saw a lot of kids at the theater this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it it does feel very family-friendly, even when you're watching the movie, I think. Um, but I think it just shows there's a core group of Ghostbusters fans that are just going to see it, whether... It's the 2016 one, you know, with all that controversy and people were outraged and trying to boycott yeah. and all that. It still made 46 million. And then this one, after delay, after delay, just like, I don't even know, you know, I really didn't know if there'd be interest. And there was. They did a good job. They got the people back on board with it coming out at this time of year. I think it's going to play really well over this holiday. Um, weekend as well because like you said it it does play very much like a family-friendly fun film mm-hmm. yeah i agree I, I i think that's what that's pretty much what the what the cusp of the box office was it just feels like more of a family film than uh even even the like first the first two films do you know um it just gave off you have yeah, like no, you have kid that. act you have kid actors that everyone kind of kind of recognizes i would say like finn wolfhard and and mckenna grace so um i just think i just think all of that and i think going going toward the more sci-fi elements and the more like you know family friendly kind of scare elements when it came like to the ghost uh i think that's just that's just gonna cause um you know better numbers when it comes to families and whatnot and it's gonna inquire it's gonna inquire uh parents to bring their kids too yeah, and I mean, even right down to the little, like, mini puffs, like those little mini stay puffed marshmallows, you know, like, everything about it feels like it's a little bit more family friendly than the original ones. And people have been comparing it to The Force Awakens, and I can definitely see that because it's trying to blend the nostalgia with trying to create a new story to move forward with like the force awakens did and i think it had a similar effect because i think that one was like a great opportunity for parents who loved star wars to introduce their kids to a new story that they could have and i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people you know ghostbusters is is beloved and i think a lot of parents did that here too it was like a, a retro throwback for them that they could love and then an introduction for their kids for this new universe of Ghostbusters, if you will. Reminds me a lot of like uh, Sonic's number a little bit, um, just because Sonic is such a is such a synonymous kind of character when it comes to adults, people, you know, adults who live, who grew up in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that. So when the movie came out a few years ago, that's a lot of them taking their kids to see things that they yeah. love, you know? Um, same, same with the newer Toy Story movies, I believe, yeah. um, and stuff. Plus, an additional new audiences when you when you talk about those movies. So I just think it's an abundance of all that stuff, you know. Yeah, it is interesting. I did get an A minus. I got an A at least in the A mm-hmm. realm. Sixty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's been a little bit more divided critically, but everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody I've heard that watched it just as a normal person basically has really liked it. So I think word yeah. of mouth is is going to keep it maybe pushing strong after that opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, number two. What we got? 
So coming in at number two is Eternals. In its third week of release, it finally fell out of that first place. But it brought in another $11 million in its third weekend of release, which is a 58% drop. Its new domestic total is now up to $136.07 million, and its worldwide total has reached $336.3 million. Um, I think this is, oh my God. So again, on social media, it was the same thing. Like, you know, people were just like, oh, Eternals, Eternals is really struggling right now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's number two in its third weekend. Uh, it, this is how superheroes movie kind of do yeah. when, unless you're like a massive, massive film, you get the first big weekend and then you kind of just like dwindle out, you know? Uh, and I think it's eleven million in week three. I think it's pretty solid for the film. So yeah. I don't, I don't get it. I'm just looking at the numbers, 136. And again, we we really talked about it a lot when we discussed the opening weekend numbers. Uh, you know, especially right now, yes, some of the bigger tent poles are able to pull a big opening weekend, but mm-hmm. we're not seeing. A billion dollars. Nothing has made a billion dollars at the box right. office yet. And by this point in the year, four, you know, maybe four movies usually would have at least. Um, and so it's still as much as we're excited and we like seeing the numbers are are getting better and better. We're still not back to pre-pandemic numbers by any means, y'all. Like, uh, so... We're not even close. Yeah. We're not even close. Uh, so, you know, Eternals and Shang-Chi, Black Widow, even Venom, all of these movies, uh, it, they really can't be held up to the other superhero films that came before them, certainly. Especially, you know, they're uh, most of them are smaller. Anyway, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, People Eternals are, really, are really, smaller really... movies. People are really, really forgetting what the box office was before the pandemic. And it's crazy. Everyone right now is, you know, they're settling on the past few months of what the numbers are. But when you go back to like summer of like 2019 and fall of 2019 and then winter of 2019, um, of course, the beginning of the year is usually like a slow year. But did everyone forget how good Bad Boys for Life did? before the pandemic started you know that Um, boys for life would be like number one or two at the box office this whole year it it, it was doing crazy it was doing crazy legs before the pandemic kind of hit all those newer movies and stuff like that but like last last you know before the pandemic people got to realize that the box like box office was booming in a really good way you know you had all the superhero movies doing well we all know what came in number one that entire year and stuff but even like not even just that like you go later on in the year movies was just doing well remember when we came on here just kind of going crazy over numbers for movies like hustlers and just <laughs> yeah. like you know Downton abbey and movies like that and stuff so i think people oftentimes are forgetting how good we really had it before the pandemic hit and yeah just to put eternals into perspective currently with that 336 million worldwide it's a pretty I think it's going to catch and pass Dune and Black Widow by the time it's done. Um, I don't know if it has a left leg. I don't know really where it has left open to catch Shang-Chi, but uh, I think it definitely is going to probably pass those two in worldwide numbers, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a, we'll keep looking at it. I think it's going to be, I think it's honestly going to stay 
in the top five or at least the top ten until uh, No Way Home gets uh, comes out. Because we do often see that, like, you know, the Marvel movies kind of stick around until the other movie comes out. So here's the other thing, of course, since just since we're talking about a Marvel film right now. I need people to understand. So, No Way Home, again, we have not seen pre-pandemic numbers for anything yet. I think No Way Home is certainly going to be the one to break in and give us, you know, those crazy numbers. I mean, the online fervor has shows it. You know, the, mm-hmm. the way that that trailer performed was insanity. Um, but I need people to chill a little bit. Like, we're putting these crazy, like, pie-in-the-sky type of numbers I'm seeing left, right, and center all over social media. I know we're excited, but if it's the, if you think No Way Home is getting $200 million opening weekend, I don't think so. That's what I keep trying to tell people is... Listen, we can we can completely have egg on our face come that weekend, right? We don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. We're going to monitor tracking when it gets closer and closer and closer. You know, like when it, uh, you know what I mean? Like we're going to monitor all of that and yeah. stuff because, the, you know, the tracking is going to start coming out. Right now it's already coming out that it's going to open like 120 something opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the fast tracking, fast tracking usually can be really really wrong as far as like uh way too oh, okay. high or it can be or it can be like way too low do you remember endgame was fast tracking 250 that first weekend um and then it did a whole a whole 100 million dollars more you know when it came out so yeah. you just never know what i will say is that people this is if this was 2019 2018 i would be the first to be like dude oh, 210 yeah. million 205 ish or something like that but people really do, like you said, people got to realize that I see people who are like, oh, this movie's going to be bigger than Endgame. Like, brother, you guys have to understand. Just please just sit down at the table with me and let me just explain, okay? $350 million your opening weekend is is unfathomable. It's what most movies, most movies can't even get to that number. And yeah. their total box office runs, the total runs like a movie, a movie like Dune, like what is Dune at right now? I believe I think it's worldwide like, is at three sixty five, yeah, three sixty five worldwide. That's half the, how many weeks has that been out? Like six weeks <laughs> yeah. or something. Okay, so that was Avengers Endgame's opening weekend. No one's understanding yeah. how that how that works. So I know we all are excited, but relax. <laughs> it. I hope it does a crazy big number. I really mm-hmm. do. But I, I hope it does, like... Re- I get so excited when movies break all kinds of records. Like, Endgame was, like, one of my most exciting weekends, box office-wise, just knowing how much, how good it was doing. Uh, yeah. Even weekends like Black Panther's opening weekend or just, like, you know, when the Star Wars movies was coming out, like Rise of Skywalker and all that. It's exciting, you know, especially when you go into the weekend, you go into the theater, the theaters are crowded and everyone's like going crazy. You go on a second time on like a Saturday and it's still crowded. You go on a Sunday or whatever and it's still crowded. Then you're waiting for that number to come out and stuff to see like what the, how big the hype was. So I'm excited. I cannot wait for the week, um, the weekend of December 17th, but people really do got to understand that it's probably not going to do end game numbers like at all. Yeah, it's just, I'm like, we we still haven't even seen any movie open to 100 million. And we're hearing 200 yeah, exactly. million. Same thing. No movie has made a billion 
worldwide yet. And I'm hearing two billion. And I'm like, what? Like, let's get to one first on both of these. And I think <laughs> Spider-Man will be the first that does it. I think it'll be the first that breaks a hundred million and breaks a billion. I think it's going to do it. But mm-hmm. they're not moving bad. it. So, I mean, they, they have a lot of faith in the movie too to really like blow it up, you know? Yeah. So uh, I'm happy for Eternals. I'm excited mm-hmm. for Spider-Man No Way Home. Just... Let's not fail. This is the next thing. Let's not set Spider-Man up for failure. Let's not happens, let's yeah. not run around and scream end game, end game, end game. And when it opens to 125, 150 million, everybody's like, oh, wow, what a flop. What a flop. Oh, my God. It couldn't even come close to like uh, BVS or this <laughs> and that. Marvel's dead. You know, you're going to see yeah. all of it. All these oh, geeks yeah. just like not understanding how box office works, especially right now. So um yeah everyone relax okay but because if if you and i are the first people to be like dude it ain't doing no like 350 or even it's happened with no time to die was coming out so many people were like 100 million you and i were like what like you and i was like 50 45 30 something you know and and i I forget what it opened up to was like 51 or something like that it's like right around exactly what we said yeah because i was like what the fuck y'all talking about this we're making all the day 100 million but um well, we've had egg on our face before. Doubt and yeah. Abby, hello. Well, yeah, it's no, like it's that's one of our example. It's one of our most in, you know in, infamous ones where we were like ah six, four, yeah. five, and it did like thirty one million. It was crazy, but yeah, let's, we'll we'll see. I think it's I think I, I'm really excited for um, No Way Home. I, I hope it opens. I hope I'm wrong. Honestly, I hope it does like a t- two hundred and ten million or something yeah. like that opening weekend. But we'll see. All right, uh, number three, is that where we're at? Yes, so coming in at number three, we have Clifford, the Big Red Dog, which brought in $8.1 million in its second week of release, which is a 51% drop from its opening. That brings the children's story adaptation up to $33.5 million domestic without any international numbers reported. And this is one uh, that Clifford, is... did we miss it not last week? Did we miss yeah, it last we week? missed it last week. It also obviously is on Paramount Plus uh, yeah, at the same time. Um, I don't know how much that affects it. I don't know Paramount really does much to affect that, but actually not a bad number. It, it's 51% down. So Clifford actually opened to 16.6, which isn't bad. I think if people knew about the Paramount Plus, it would have been down significantly more. Yes, I mean, I agree. I I really don't think anyone really knows about the Paramount Plus that Clifford's available on it. So when I went to see... That's the way you got to do it. Honestly, as a studio, you want to maximize the box office. (laughs) So hide hide the fact that it's on the service. (laughs) But HBO Max is kind of, I mean, whatever. I did see a little family when I went in to watch King Richard for a second time this weekend. This little girl was holding like a little Clifford plush heading in to the theater. Oh, really? That's cute. So, you know, the little families are excited. Um, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, actually. Um, You know, yeah, typically people are always like, oh, the worst thing ever. But actually, I've seen a lot of people be like, eh, it was fine. It was cute. It was all right. So, (laughs) including Alex, Alex Madden said it was not bad. It's not the movie. I thought I was going to get absolutely like demolished, Mm -hmm. but it it really, it's not. As long as it has a heart. I think that's, that's the thing with these type of films. If it Mm -hmm. has heart, you can forgive some of the other stuff. If it feels earnest and cute for the family, then you can forgive some of the mess. (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> easier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's fine. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a pretty good number. Honestly, yeah, I won't I won't undersell it. I think it's pretty solid. All right. Well, number four. Number four. Oh boy. So coming in at number four is King Richard, which debuted to $5.4 million in its opening weekend and an additional $2.4 million in international markets, marking $7.8 million worldwide for the Venus and Serena origin slash biopic story starring Will Smith. And a host full of Oscar nominations, hopefully incoming. Oh, like you mean like for the cast? I agree. Um, I agree. Our our review for King Richard, everyone, is probably going to be tomorrow because I really do want to review the movie. Yeah. Um, because I loved it. I really, really do liked it. Uh, spoiler. So I'm going to say this here. So two right. things already that I had heard. I've heard two people say it. Now this is one of those cases where. The HBO Max is, Mm -hmm. I think, really hurt this film. I was sitting in Mm -hmm. Spencer at the Denver Film Festival, and the Denver Film Festival showed King Richard uh, Mm -hmm. last week. Um, And the people in front of me were looking through, because they can, you know, you can pick up a program, like an actual Mm -hmm. physical program for the festival. And they were looking through, and they're like, yeah. So they were like, oh, look at this is the one with Will Smith and all that. And she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, but we'll, you know, we'll catch that at home. As they're like, yeah, it's, for casuals, it's unless it's a, like a massive, big kind of blockbuster kind of film, those those dramas usually stay at home. Like, I, my, my, my mother, like, my mother, like, the way I am, I'm like, you know, we got to go see these big movies, you know what I mean? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hyping her up for like No Way Home now. Like, she's getting all jacked. I'm like, yo, it's going to be crazy. And she's like, oh, let's get in there. And I'm like, yeah, let's get it. And then I'm like, yo, Ken Richards out this weekend. She's like, yeah, I'm going to watch it on HBO Max. I, I already have it in my list or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's it's not. What Here's the thing with this. Oh, here's where I get frustrated, okay? It's when. I, because I've been saying for the longest, you, we really can't use HBO Max as like, uh, because of, you know, so many movies have done well. But if you go with the, all the movies that have done well on HBO Max and theaters, it's all like, it's it's all the sequels and, and like blockbuster type movies like a Dune, like a, like a, like a Godzilla versus Kong, like a what else, you know? It's all, it's like movies like that, right? TSS didn't do really well either way, like the Suicide Squad, but I think that's just lack of interest, honestly. But when you, when I see these like tweets of just what happened to King Richard, why did it do so low? Uh, What caused it to crumble at the box office? And I'm like, what? Like crumble at the, what did we expect for King Richard? $30 million? What what did everybody expect for King Richard? I I ex- if we would have did the predictions last week, I honestly what did it open up to? Uh, it five million. Five. I probably would have said like ten, nine million, yeah, or like eight. And honestly, I think Everyone without HBO Max, about, that's like, where it would have been. I think yeah, without I HBO Max, it would have been right around ten million. Uh, because I really think I've I'm this anecdotal evidence. My theater was actually jam packed when I went and saw it again. Um, My theater that I went to on Saturday it was a good amount of people in there. Yeah, it was like packed. I was shocked. Yeah. But this is nothing. When you watch the trailer for King Richard, nothing about that screams. I need to go watch this at the movie. It's theater. like a pursuit of ha- if we're if we're doing Will Smith, if we're comparing I Am Legend 
to Will Smith's Pursuit of Happiness. Or if we're comparing like iRobot to like Will Smith's Seven Seconds, it's it's not it's night and day. It's not gonna open up to this. What what I don't get this. Like I just I and everyone it just gets so weird. And I I don't want to play the card, but everyone just gets so weird when it comes to these movies like this. When you when you bring up In the Heights, and I got all these geeks online. It's like no excuses, man. It bombs. And I'm like, well, what did you expect In the Heights to open to? Who was out here saying In the Heights is about to do forty million dollars? It's a musical. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. If you if you threw Tick Tick Boom in the theaters right now, it would probably open to like the same amount that In the Heights did, probably like six million, seven yeah, million. I, was like, and, it was, I honestly Boom, think it would open to less. Yeah, Tick Tick Boom is not doing no twenty five million dollars. But do you honestly think if that came out, people would be like, oh, no excuses, man. You know what I mean? It's just so fucking weird. I I, I get so weirded out by by how like articles are phrased every time a movie like this comes out and like it does okay. I just I just don't get it. Yeah, I I mean it's it's truly baffling. Will Smith used to be a huge draw, but it hasn't been since the early two thousands that you could rely on Will Smith to draw people in. We've seen he's had too many bombs over the past decade. Uh, <laughs> Over uh, quite a lot of them, actually. Um, and then the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena, everybody knows them by name, but you know, it's not the NFL, it's tennis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, so like everybody knows who the, the Williams sisters are, but they're not they're not in a big but, sport that everybody watches and need to know their story, you know? Even even with that, though, the movie wasn't marketed as a Venus and, Ser- and Serena Williams movie. It was marketed as their father. It wasn't yeah. like, come to see the birth of Venus uh-huh. and Serena Williams. It was like, this is the dad. It's called King Richard. Their yeah. their names are not is not in the title of the movie. It's you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, it have Williams in the title yeah, of the movie. You know, <laughs> it has Richard and King and and in, in, in front of it, and it's Will Smith. Uh, it's the story of the dad and how and and you know what he did. Of course, Venus and Serena's are piv- are like important parts to yeah. the film and stuff. Which I think the 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 girl who played older Venus, mm-hmm. she was good. She was good. Oh, really she was real good. good. Like. Everybody was really good. Like John Bernthal was really great here too, and Will Smith. I, I, I know. I, I can't really wait like, for the review. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can't wait to. Like everyone but, was really good. I but don't know. I, I, I agree. I mean, it. yeah. And partially, I love to hear, uh, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. Like Will Smith, out of his own pocket, because you know, Warner Brothers, they don't play. Uh, but Will Smith, out of his pocket, paid like the difference for Anjanu Wallace and all of his other co-stars. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. Because for like the difference, since it wasn't going to get a fully theatrical release, because we Mm -hmm. knew this was going to happen. So he paid the difference for them so that they could still get that back end kind of paycheck because they don't, they weren't going to get it. That's what people don't understand. They're like, Oh, Will Smith, Scarlett Johansson, who cares? Y'all are just greedy. No, it's all these other people like Anjanu Wallace. I know her or Alice was, I know her paycheck was not big and she's been working forever. These little girls, uh, all of these, you know, people in this movie that, you know, they weren't getting much comparably. Mm -hmm. And this, this HBO max deal cuts them down big you know, when it comes to their earning off of the movie. So I love to hear stuff like that. I I just really think, and I do think 
Warner Brothers, unlike Paramount, unlike Peacock, mm-hmm. d- has been doing a good job at advertising King Richard as like a, a movie on both. They do a pretty good job at advertising most of them, but you could tell the difference. I feel like Dune, yeah. they knew partially because of Denis Villeneuve and how he was like, nah. Dune, <laughs> mm-hmm. they really were kind of pushing that angle of theater epic mm-hmm. big and this movie i've i haven't got you know they haven't been advertising it like that it's been more of hbl max and in theaters same day <laughs> also too i just want to bring up two other biopics when it comes to sports biopics yeah. um it's just like at the end of the day this 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 movie wasn't as marketed as like a like uh, the upcoming movie that's coming out, that the uh, you know for the you know American underdog or whatever with uh, with Kurt Warner, who's like you know it's a biopic of his story, right? The 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 football oh, player, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's marketed more as a sports biopic. Mm-hmm. This one I feel like was was marketed as a sports biopic, but also what people are not getting is but it was marketed as a festival darling, and usually like festival darling Oscar kind of you know what I mean? They they they're not gonna do. I just, I did not gonna do the numbers. No. That I just, people are so weird. And the the, the minute I was like, I, I, you know, I wasn't expecting Kick Richard to do massive numbers. No, no, so no. I'm online Sunday, and then I'm seeing, oh, what happened to King Richard? I'm like, oh my god, here we fucking go. It's the same thing with King in the Heights. What happened to in the Heights? Why did in the Heights? Like, you know what I mean? It's just whatever, dude. I, I, I don't. I it's just, I'm super annoyed. And even so. like. Uh, yeah, we have inflation, but even when you look, uh, Will Smith on his his Academy Award nominated mm-hmm. Ali, and this was yes, in the height. Yeah. This was in yes. the height of Will Smith's popularity. Two thousand one, that only made fourteen point seven million dollars on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's mm-hmm. a ten million dollar difference. The pandemic stuff, the HBO Max stuff, Will Smith in his height of popularity, and Muhammad Ali, a name everybody knows. So it's like. Sports biopics, uh, that's uh, kind of like what we were talking about with original music or musicals that people don't really know. But sports biopics are kind of the same. Sports movies in general. People don't yeah. rush out to the movie theater for sports movies, no, y'all. No, unless it's like something that has like a Creed or something like that. But but even that has like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, and, and that's, you know like a, yeah I mean? that's a franchise film yeah, as it's, much it's, as it is a sports movie, you know? Because then, then again, when you compare that to like a Southpaw, Southpaw opened yeah. okay, you know, like me, um, like Southpaw was like, it's just I, I just don't know what people were, were thinking. I really don't. So, yeah. I don't know. Sports so, movies, um, they don't, they don't make big numbers ever. They don't, not Never. at all. So, <laughs> I don't care. Let's get into the number five. Are we on? Yes, that's the last of the top five. Let's get into that. So coming in at number five is Dune, which dropped 42% in its fifth weekend of release, making an additional $3.1 million. To date, Dune has made $98.3 million domestic and $365 million worldwide. So I think next week, Dune will pass that $100 mil mark here domestically. So yay for that. <laughs> Um, I'm really happy at how well it's doing still. Um, I think three, I think three million going up against all these other big movies coming out. Um, it's really solid, and it's still on HBO Max um, and stuff. So it's it's one of them things that uh, you know when when we get when we get into the HBO Max cause of things. 
the HBO Max movies that are out in theaters, they're they're way more promoted um, as far as like you can also watch them on HBO Max than all these other movies are. Like a Clifford, like who really knows yeah. that that's on Paramount Plus um, and stuff like that. But when you compare it to like a Dune, uh, I really think it's a solid for what for you know for what the week is and how long it's been in, been in theaters. Of course, there's people online who just want to call it some type of failure or something. But yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it'll be the next one to cross a hundred mil. It's doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw Venom pass Shang Chi at the worldwide box office. Don't tell nobody that, Larry. Nobody needs to know. (laughs) I mean, they're close, but Venom is passed up. Uh, Looking Mm -hmm. down the list, our number seven movie, No Time to Die, passed Fast Nine this weekend at the global box office to become the biggest Hollywood film of the year. It's now made seven hundred and thirty-four million dollars worldwide. If only that damn marketing budget wasn't so astronomical. (laughs) The the marketing, I still don't understand why it needs so. I don't even understand how that's possible. That marketing budget was. I know they put a. I know they put a car in like L.A., but like shit, like I I don't know why the marketing has been so crazy for that movie. But I'm really happy about how well that movie's doing, um, because you know it's one of those movies that you just never. We just kind of like. Uh, okay, you know, we'll see. It's another Bond film. Um, you well, know, I, it's been delayed one million years. So yeah, hope, it's been delayed hope. so many. It's been delayed to death and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, other stories from the box office: The French Dispatch is pretty good. One million. <laughs> French Dispatch just be holding up. Yeah, <laughs> one million. Five weeks. That's good. It stayed it's, in the top eight. Look I, I keep talking about how the Indies are just doing horrific and uh, underrated. Belfast, who's our Belfast, Alrighty. is already in, already in the nine hundreds after a week, after two weeks, two, two weeks, and that's an Oscar darling that's been pushed. Um, yeah, and Spencer uh, already down here. Spencer already at seven hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I think when it comes to Belfast, I think black and white turns people off as far as casuals. Yeah, because they really, I mean, they have really tried to have this be like a you know a feel good Oscar movie. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know, I and they've shown a lot of trailers for that movie too, like in just general movie theaters. I feel, but. Mm-hmm. We also had Come On, Come On, which debuted this weekend in five theaters, and that made $134,000 for a $26,000 per theater average. Yeah, that's definitely, and that's black and white as well, but that, see, this is probably what Belfast should have done. I think it should have done a little bit more of a slow rollout rather than just jump into, you know, 800 theaters or whatever, 500. Yeah, I'm looking at Belfast was in 500 and 84 theaters lot this weekend. And I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's great, but I I don't think a lot of people was rushing to get out to go see, you know, those kind of films right now. They're trying to see the big stuff. Yeah. And I know we're getting closer to the Oscar season and stuff. We're pretty much in it. But, um, you know, right now, all these, all these pandemic, all these pandemic kind of uh, blockbusters are coming out now. And uh, I think these are, these are what's going to cloud up the box office until then. Because yeah. we still got... I know this week we got Encanto and uh, and um, Resident Evil. And, yeah, and nobody's seen a Resident Evil, but um, you know we have like Encanto, and then I think next week is like Matrix, and and we're getting into like we're getting into big stuff. So uh, even West Side Story is a bigger movie than like you know like your average like Oscar kind of bait yeah. film. So um, yeah, I think this is what audience. I mentioned just wanna, it in our yeah. chat. I just got to touch on how sad it makes me still. 
poor last night in Soho. Last, oof. Yeah, because Antlers is like still here, and last night in Soho, still above it. I just can't believe that Antlers outgrossed last night in Soho. Last night in Soho is already in two hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars in week four. I honestly don't know if last night in Soho is going to be able to make ten million total in its whole run. I mean, it's done so bad. That's a horrible box office run. Ooh, look at Halloween um, Kills. They shed fourteen hundred theaters almost for Halloween Kills, and it jumped off the cliff. It jumped. It jumped. It jumped. It <laughs> it, it dropped seventy nine percent. And then what's going? What's up with these seventy eight seventy percent movie drops? <laughs> like the Adam Family two seventy four percent drop. That spooky uh, season ended, and those things jumped off the cliff. <laughs> They took them out. Uh, but then look what also had a 73% drop was Mass. Mass only made $778. I mean, I didn't know you can get oh, that low. Wow. And see, that's I didn't another know you one. Get that low. I mean, look at Mass. It's only made $145,000. It's horrible. I total, mean, y'all. That's not opening. That's not this week. Uh, total. <laughs> I told if, you these indies. I, I've been saying this since the beginning of the year. And these that's indies what we're are just not hitting. With King They're Richard, hitting, King yeah. Richard is closer to an indie than it is to a blockbuster, y'all. And, and it opened five million, which is great. And everyone's like, "Oh, what yeah, happened to King Richard?" I just, I can't believe it with some of these numbers. Oh, let's talk about this real quick because he wants to talk crazy as hell. Speaking of oh, freaking, no, don't do it. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Ridley Scott with the last <laughs> duel. Chilling is, down is, here with forty two thousand. Uh it's at it. number twenty one at forty two thousand dollars. Um Shit. Ridley. What, what was his hold on, what was his excuse today? Kids that millennials <laughs> on our effing phones don't know how to think unless the internet tells us what to think. And now, that's why that we have anything don't to do get involved with the last duel. What does that have anything to what does that have anything to do with going to see the last duel? I don't it's get it. So dumb. I was like, nah, you need to blame your team for the last duel. You need to blame I, I really don't like when directors come out and they blame and it's always old white directors <laughs> who are like, Oh, it's it's them darn kids. They don't get it. They don't get our movie or whatever. When the movie was marketed to shit, Warner Brothers did not was it Warner Brothers? It was not. It was like some like no. Paramount or something. Where, where'd it go? But oh they didn't God. give. No, it, yeah, 20th Century Studios. Oh, Disney. Oh, it was Disney. Yeah, That's Disney. Why, Disney dumped that shit and moved they on. They didn't give a shit. So <laughs> it, it was not, it was, dude, you got to just take it. That and was you got to. Listen, 20th Century, when they were still with Fox, were stupid as hell for giving you $100 million to make that movie in the first place, Ridley Scott. That was the first mm. mistake, is letting you have all that money because. I don't know. Look, Ridley, it's time. I'm about to post this to Twitter sometime here soon, too. It's time for you to grab Clint, Clint Eastwood, and go on to the retirement home. Okay? Both of you, hand in hand, walk in to the home. Because we are tired. We are tired of this. And it's just the fact that, I mean, they dropped it in the dead of, like, October, where all this Halloween and and scary and Venoms and Dune and I, it was like, when did it come out? Like the beginning of October, next mm-hmm. to Venom, and yeah, is 
absolutely disaster marketing. They they don't care. It's just the same thing's gonna happen with the last with uh, the King's Man. I just got an email today saying tickets are available. I'm like, dude, ain't nobody gonna go see this movie. Like, I just it's just uh. and it was confusing. <laughs> like, you made this weird structured film that they had problems probably already like turning into a coherent trailer that people mm. weren't just completely confused by. I mean, come on, really. It's not that kids don't want to watch it, blah, 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 all that foolishness you're trying to talk about. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Take no. the L and move on. Just Instead of talking about The Last Duel, aren't you supposed to be talking about The House of Gucci and trying to make sure that one don't flop? Like, I think that's going to do okay. I think House of Gucci is going to so. do all right. I think people are going to be mad when they leave, but I think, I think they're going to go I think watch that run it. Time, I think the runtime is going to mess that movie up. Listen, I, I joked about it. I went to the like the AMC Investors thing on Thursday. I was going to go to that, and I was like, nah. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I was like, I'm going to go home. Uh, so, yeah, I went and watched. <laughs> when I tell you, my entire theater was goddamn girls and the gays in there. Oh, listen. <laughs> and that's who's going to be in that house of Gucci tomorrow night, too. These little monsters. Y'all can underestimate that power a little bit, but these little monsters about to show out for this house of Gucci because it's giving us, it's giving the girls oh, and the I gays think, what they want in that I think trailer. Gaga, I think Gaga's a draw. I, I really yeah. do. I I think just her being, it's. I think it's the spectacle of her being in a movie. Like, not, and not, it's not like a, Okay, so okay, so like Ariana Grande and Don't Look Up, that's gonna be a glorified cameo. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's gonna be like a, it's not gonna. She's not having lines. Like she's not gonna be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's the truth. Like it's like no. it's, it's a glorified cameo. Which I, I haven't seen the movie yet. She's but made, an actress. She's made much better choices. One, she is a good actress, so exactly, she's able yeah. to do it. But two, she's doing films that cater. To her and her audience. So A Star is Born. She's a singer. She gets to show Mm. off. This, she's very much campy, over the top, in the fashions. Like, that's what her fans love. That's what they want. If you look at the her on the posters, it just just makes sense for it to, like, do well. And it's been so memed. Like, honestly, that's the one thing they have done well in those trailers. They put Gaga front and center. And they have memed her with that, you know, the how the father, the son, the house of Gucci, her with the hands, like all of that stuff. I've seen it everywhere. So I'm like, that's what mm-hmm. they did well there. Yeah, yeah. Like I think it's gonna do falling asleep halfway through. I think movie. I I do think though, um, when it comes to this weekend, if we're gonna go right into that, I think Encanto is gonna be great for the kids this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think Resident Evil's making a dime. <laughs> um and then no. and then House of Gucci is gonna be like the adults this no. weekend. That's what they're gonna go see. And Disney owns Thanksgiving. They yeah, I mean they agreed, pretty much have yeah. a monopoly over Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> well who's they, doing House of Gucci? Is that is that is that twenty um, century studios? No, who is is House of Gucci. I don't even remember. Child. I think it's, I think it's Paramount. To me. No, but um, you know, Frozen, Coco, Frozen, Moana, Coco, Incredi- yeah. or Wreck-It Ralph. The Disney always releases a big animated movie this weekend, and they always do well. So mm-hmm. I think Encanto is going to do well. I do think House of Gucci is going to do very solid. Um, yeah, and then yeah, Resident Evil one meal. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's gonna come down to. Does anyone I, know I, that Resident Evil's coming out? Like, talk no, about Larry, terrible the, marketing. The trailer. I'm 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 over here. I'm having dinner, and then I see some like. You ever you ever watch like TV right, <laughs> and you see a TV spot for a movie coming out, and the volume is like super low, 
and it's very just like a cheap TV spot. It was that. It was like 20 seconds. <laughs> it, no one, it looks terrible. And I'm like, brother, this is going to be like $4 million this weekend. That's that for the full from Thanksgiving <laughs> all the way through the full five days. It's coming out tomorrow. I oh yeah, that's true. We have to do the, we have to do like five days. But yeah, it's I'm not good day. with the five day count. I know. To it's be, always this when the it comes to and it's tough. So again, I'm gonna lower the expectations on Encanto a little bit. I don't know that they've again Disney. I don't know what's going on with them because I'm not sure about this marketing for Encanto either. Really. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's known, but it hasn't been one of their big pushes, certainly. Yeah. So, because mm, usually their movies are good, like 60, 70, 80, 90. <laughs> All the way up to like the 90 to 100 in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, maybe like a 45 for Encanto? Okay, if I... Uh, oh, I think that's good. 45 mil? Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty for Encanto. Okay. This is just. I don't know how to do these. These. Five I know days it's because, tough because Spider Man Far From Home did five days for whatever reason, and well, and and big. like the. I think the like at the, on Monday it was like oh three days it did like ninety two and everyone was like oh my god what's going on with Spider Man it's yeah, dead I'm like dude no it came out on twenty. It came out, yeah, it was like 120, yeah. which is around the, it's honestly the same as the first, uh, you know, Homecoming did. They just stretch stuff. it out. Like, that's, I mean, I know why they do it for Thanksgiving, because you want to get right in front of the holiday. But yeah. you really just stretch it out, because most of the time, it equals about what your movie probably would have made over the three days. Like, it, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird strategy. But, yeah, I'll go 45 and Kanto and 25 Gucci. This is five and, day total, right? Yeah, five day total. Okay, okay. And three Resident Evil. <laughs> Resident Evil is gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be a disaster. I, 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 I know this is them. They, they want to make this like the new Mortal Kombat so bad. Like as far as like oh, you know, bring in the new franchise. It's, it's gonna be a disaster. First of all, why are you releasing it after Halloween? Whatever, dude. I don't know. It's, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be rough. I, uh, that it's gonna be it rough. looked like a video game trailer. Like when I first Oof. saw it, I thought it was for a new video game. Like I thought it was like a trailer for a video, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, this is for the new movie." Oh, okay. It was one of the. I was eating dinner. I'm telling you, it was one of the cheapest. It was one of the cheapest TV spots I've ever seen in my life. Was, uh, I mean, it's been getting all right, like, buzz. People, I mean, um, I don't even feel like seeing it. It's one of the movies I just I don't I don't I watch it. You'd rather watch Encanto. Yeah, I had my plan this week because I'm super busy this week. Uh, my plan was tomorrow to do Encanto and Dolby, but that Dolby did be too loud, Larry. So, so- I don't know. <laughs> so, you ain't so- gonna have Hans Zimmer blowing out your ears this time, though. <laughs> when I saw no, because okay, the first time it was doing, and I said, "Yo, maybe it's just a movie, but this shit is loud," and. I, and I know it wasn't just me because I look over to this kid who was in Dune and he's covering his ears. He's like, fuck me, man. Like, this is this is lethal. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a movie. So then I come back in the Dolby Theater for Last Night in Soho. And I'm like, what the fuck? I would never see like West Side Story in that theater. I, I was, it was so loud. So then I'm like, tomorrow, all they have is 6, six o'clock p.m. in Kanto. And I said, cool. Then that's just Adobe. And I said, mm, mm, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So. Wait, you going to carve out that almost three hours for the Gucci sometime? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was going to do that. I was going to oh, do House of Gucci with Dana on Friday. So. Gucci. See, and I've had a lot of my random friends, all female, be like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I'm ready for Gucci. <laughs> Like, yeah, well, the like, women are was, ready for Gucci. Yeah, she was the one who was like, oh, I want, kind of want to see it. And I was like, what? But. That's what I'm talking about. The- <laughs> yeah, can't underestimate. They're like, yes, I want to go see this I Gucci. Said, I said, you ain't going to like that runtime, though. That runtime was lethal because we it's saw King so Richard and she's like, Jesus. Yo, but here's what I'll say, too. This has nothing to do with box office. This is just me rambling and me having a platform just to talk. AMC, man. They they gotta fix their strategy or something when it comes to this thirty minutes, Larry. It's so long. It's way Larry, too long. Thirty. So our 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 theater. We walk into the theater. It's like two fifteen, and I said, "Okay, the movie probably gets started like two forty five because it used to be fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then for some reason it just vanished, and they made it longer. So we're sitting and we're sitting." And then Maria's here, Maria Menuno. So I'm like, okay, I love Nuvi. This is fine. Then they get into the trailers, and the, the trailers won't stop. And then, and then, like the King's Man is like coming on. And I said, for fuck's sake, if I see this trailer one more time. So then, the trailers are over, and I'm like, cool. It's like two fifty. This is not bad. Okay, let's get this started. Then it's that AMC Stubbs A list thing. Oh, okay. And I said, okay. Then it's some other AMC thing. Then it's some other new ad. And then they added the fucking Nicole Kidman thing. And I said, dude, I am here. I'm at AMC. <laughs> why are you advertising AMC to me when I'm at an AMC? See, that's this why isn't, we, we this gotta, isn't regal. No, what? we got we got to get Leo on a podcast or something. Because he be trying to defend that goddamn Nicole Kidman spot. And I'm like, that Listen. Nicole Kidman ad, when that shit comes on, I check out. <laughs> like, Nicole the Kidman, ad is not bad. It's say, not Leo. bad. Like, it's, it's a great ad. But I it's just, right before the movie, after we've sat through and, who knows how long. And that thing is like three minutes. Like that usually... <laughs> Usually I'm used to the guy being like so and so if you want to get those movies. Yeah. And then he's like, Thank you. And then it starts. But this time he's like, Thank you. And then Nicole Kidman. <laughs> and, and I swear to God, every single time is this this has happened the third time. I it's automatic groans in the audience. Everyone's like, Oh my fucking God. Like, so I don't know what AMC's doing, but if you want to drive people away. This is a great idea. <laughs> but if you if you want to bring people to the theater, you're gonna to have to shave off this time before the movie starts. Oh. The movie should not start an hour. I mean, the movie should not start a half hour after my ticket oh, time. God. The movie no. said two thirty, and I should start it. I'm not kidding. That movie started at two fifty nine, and I was befuddled. And I and then you're especially when these movies at the end of the year they're fucking long. They're like two hours and forty minutes. So it's it's like shit, you know. So it's too much. Uh, no, it is far too much. <laughs> so that's my start, that's my little end of the show rant. But um, that's pretty much it, everyone, for this week's this weekend's box office report. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, what comes out this week? Eh, yeah, we we will come back to talk about maybe Monday. Talk about these uh five day numbers and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah. All right, Larry. Thank you for joining me once again. Let everyone know where they can find you. 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT and on Instagram and YouTube at ChiliBoyProductions. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.